Good morning. Good morning. Welcome, Welcome to, to the Rebel, Rebel News, News live, live stream. I'm your host, I'm your host today, Matt Brevner, with my co-host, the wonderful, the wonderful Alexa Lavar. How are you doing this morning? I'm pretty good. And you, Matt? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. This is, uh, this is uh, my, first my first time on the live, on the live stream. stream. It's been a few it's months, months, so I'm, so I'm pretty, pretty excited to be back. To be back. There's, 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 there's so, so much going on in the world today. today. And honestly, it's hard, it's hard to keep up. So, so I'm, excited I'm excited to go through these events with you today. I swear, this it feels like every 15 minutes something that's just mind-blowing, you know, shocking and awful, awesome. So today is no different. What's going on in your world? Oh my God, a lot of things happening in Quebec. I cannot believe like, uh, we have so many, so, so many stuff, especially like our government to try to pass so many uh, crazy bill because it's majority and you, you see like uh, the elections coming. So yeah, of course it's uh, crazy, but I saw like so many stuff happening in uh, the West Coast as well. So, and as well in Davos, uh, in Switzerland. So we'll uh, try to catch up uh, today what is going on uh, for the last week. Sorry, so, sorry a, bit, a bit of a technical, technical difficulty. difficulty. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting okay. any audio. Oh, you know, Tim, sir, uh, uh, understand <laughs> what I say. That's so sad. <laughs> but, I, I, yeah, sorry. I missed that whole thing, Alexa. You were you were muted on my end, so oh. I'm, I'm gonna have to. I apologize. But uh... it's okay. Not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> it's I like will... it's like every every day we we mute the French one and we continue our life with the English one. <laughs> yeah, that seems to be that seems to be a pattern in our country as of late. But uh, how about how about <laughs> let's get let's get right into it. Uh, a couple of days ago, yes. Justin Trudeau. Uh, was in town for a few meet and greets in British Columbia in uh, the lower mainland, my, my hometown. And um, the last event he was scheduled for the day was actually a thousand dollar plate fundraiser where he was scheduled originally to be meeting with uh, Premier John Horgan to, to make an announcement about the 2025 Invictus Games. Um, protesters met him there. It was 50 at first, it grew to about 150, but they were quite loud and uh, quite, quite aggressive. And it turns out that he didn't end up making the appearance. Um, we had thought maybe he had snuck in through a back door or something like that. Uh, but for security reasons, they called it off. However, the next day, when this was reported in mainstream media, Global and National Post and CBC, they reported that Trudeau didn't go because racial slurs were being hurled. Um, firstly, I'm not saying that that didn't happen, but I was there and I didn't hear it with my own ears. And secondly, I don't really understand why. I think I lost you. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, now yes. <laughs> okay, okay. How much? How much of that did you get? I uh, just the just the the, the small hand, the, the hand of what you say. Um, so you were just talking about. Uh, Trudeau have heard like uh, about racial uh, pro um, things and right, so right. you were there on the scene you didn't notice anything of that yeah we didn't notice any any racist slurs that you know there was a typical uh, F Trudeau which has become an international slogan uh, which seems to follow him around whether he's in the UK or whether he's uh, you know at, at the United Nations or wherever else he is um, but I thought it was interesting that 
he would then take that opportunity. Well, of course he would take that opportunity to say he didn't appear in front of these people who paid a thousand dollars a plate to see him because racist, racist slurs were being lobbed. I don't see why that would stop him from appearing somewhere. Like words would stop him from appearing somewhere. I can see it being a security risk or whatever else. And that should have been the appropriate headline. But of course, you know, the, uh, the race baiting liberals took every opportunity they could to make it about something else. Uh, but if we, if we have that clip, I think it would be good to, to play it. Uh, so people, the people can see what the scene on the ground was like. So I would, I would call him like a coward, sorry, but, uh, oh, like, how did he know that, uh, you have some racist flirt or something like that? He never show up anywhere that they have like a big protest as a freedom convoy, as every kind of protest or but you know every single word that the the people have pronounced or showed during these protests uh, i'm sorry you actually build a story that fit in your narrative and afterwards you have a good reason to not showing up like where you need to be <laughs> yeah totally I, i think it was just a little bit too convenient uh what i what i didn't appreciate is uh the uh, the globe and mail article actually that i wrote or read Uh, it linked somehow what, what had happened to uh, Jagmeet Singh in Peterborough to some sort of quasi-racist racist motives or racist intentions. And honestly, I just think that's sloppy. It just goes to show how out of touch these elite politicians and uh, media party folks are if they can't understand why you know, people in the only country in the world now other than North Korea where you can't fly or board a plane or even leave Uh, because of your medical status, which should be private information anyways. Um, you know, we're well, we're well past all of this. But yeah. people can't understand why, you know, folks might be upset with our politicians. It just shows how tone deaf they, re they really are. It must be racism, right? Because it couldn't, couldn't have anything to be with 7 million people not being able to leave their own country or being held yeah. politically captive. But anyways, um, yeah. We got you, you. Yeah, we got your clip. I will like. Uh, okay, yeah, let's, let's, yeah, let's run that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So At least was, they have a Tesla. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It was that was that was one thing we actually noticed. Uh, I had never seen that many Range Rovers in succession at, at one place at one time. There was a lot of money at this event. Um, mm-hmm. I will I will say though the the temperature of this protest was higher than some that I've been to previously, even with more people. I think it just goes to show how polarized we really are as a country and how broken things really are in Canada and even in the West generally. Um, I can understand why the prime minister did not appear at this event, given there was only one entrance and one exit. If it's if you if you're concerned for your, your safety, he is the head of state. He is the leader of our country. So his security is important. His physical safety is important. Um, however, for it to be labeled as somehow racist just because of that, I, I don't I don't think that's fair. And I think that uh, diminishes the true you know, concern of these not only these protesters, but a lot of Canadians like there was a poll uh, yesterday on uh, the Canadian uh, Canadian Health Twitter asking about whether they, people would get boosted and whether they think that mRNA vaccines are safe and effective. And it was overwhelmingly like not, like nine to one, no. And this is on their own government mm-hmm. Twitter. So, you know, people still can't read the room. Um, you know, we're reading in, in, in the WEF that Moderna is complaining that they have to throw out, what was it, 30 million doses, 30 million boosters because the, the general public isn't educated enough as to why they're, they're good for them. I thought that was really interesting too, but it just... They're unapologetic in their in their pandering, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, it's, it's really it's, unfortunate. It, it, it's so funny because everybody think that okay, like uh, vaccine passport is left, uh, we have no this issue anymore. But it's still in, uh, at the federal level. But I don't know if you heard like recently, but in Quebec, for all the party except for the uh, conservative party of Quebec, they will all obligated their candidate for the next election to be vaccinated. So that's, that's if, if it's like a request, what is going on? What will happen after the election? Are you going to put it back because you asked your candidate to be vaccinated? Are you planning already to put that in place? I, I, I don't understand why your request will be uh, to be vaccinated when uh, the vaccine passport is not there anymore, the mask as well. So everything like should be like a, a good way to say that everything is gone now okay it's it's fine but why requiring that and if you're not you, you cannot like be a candidate for the next election so something it's 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 going on and and it, it, it's really sad to to say that and if it's like that as well to the federal i i like for the next election in 2025 it would be weird no i'm not even sure if it's legal yeah, I don't I don't know if it is either, but you know, it seems there's a lot of uh things being done in haste and without due process. It's hard to tell how much of this uh pro-vax vaccination narrative that's still occurring is because of the digital ID push that's happening. Um mm-hmm. not only in Canada but globally, uh linking a, a, some sort of digital ID to your vaccination pass uh status, your social standing, your economic mm-hmm. standing, etc., which is one of the main topics, not only at the WF forum over this past week, but also these protesters were genuinely more like every protester we spoke to, um, they're, they're aware of what's happening. Usually these protesters are, you know, six months ahead of the general public, maybe more than that. Um, but they were all very concerned about the vac- vaccine passport. So I wonder mm-hmm. how many of these politicians are actually uh, concerned about the, the issues that they're pushing, or if they're just being useful idiots, or if it's a little bit both a little bit of a half a halfway point it's, it's kind of hard to tell 
Uh, I would say both. I, have, yeah, I, I, I would say I would say a little bit of both too. Um, uh, but just uh, I, I I don't remember if we saw uh, to our audience that now we are on YouTube. But um, if we pass to subject or some topic that is really not uh permitted on youtube right? because as you know like the censorship it's still there so you can uh, follow our live stream on rumble super you we have as well odyssey and uh, do we have another platform i'm not sure maybe rebelnews.com yeah. will have all of them there but if you want to send us a super sure. chat and uh participate with us on our back and forth today uh, you can do that on those three platforms not on youtube Uh, YouTube mm -hmm. has gone out of their way to make it very difficult for us to share the information with you. So I'll, I'll take it as a compliment. What is going on with YouTube? <laughs> What is going on? Like, uh, did he try to, to remove every piece of fun? Out. <laughs> yeah, any, any, any shred of truth. If it's not, you know, virtue signaling in the narrative, they don't want anything to do with it. But that's okay. Yeah. All right. Did you see this? Did you see this clip of the uh, the, the CEO or high up, anyways, from Michael J. Evans or J. Michael Evans from Alibaba Group, the president at the WF? Did you see this clip when he's talking? Clip when he's talking about it's it's kind of concerning how much uh, liberty these global elites feel that they have, and not only liberty but duty to interject themselves in our in our day to day in our everyday life. Like I don't I don't yeah. know what gives them that merit, but. Let, let's check let's check the um the footage and we'll discuss about it afterwards we're developing through technology an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint what does that mean that's where are they traveling how are they traveling what are they eating what are they consuming on the platform so individual carbon footprint tracker Mm. Stay tuned. We don't have it operational yet, but this is something that we're working Thank on. Thank God. Like, no, no, that's nothing about control. And they never specify us. They say they. They, right. they will be tracked. They will be like, <laughs> we, we know where they go, where they, they, they have been. So it's actually like, that's, remember me? I don't know if you have uh, watched the non-digital traveler identity but it's mm -hmm. the same you can track where they have been where they are going where um what they, they did uh, how much money they have it's about the same like now they would be like okay you use too much of your carbon like footprint now you need to stay home yeah it, it, it seems kind of inevitable right and unfortunately through social media especially platforms like Facebook, we've been conditioned into openly sharing our information, you know, as, as much like information that used to take tons of research and tons of money to gather, like who your friends are, what your religious views are, what your political views are, what your vaccine status is, what your opinion is on certain, we just give all of that information away for free, you know, so I, we've kind of, as a society, we kind of got duped, I feel we set this ball in motion and now this is just the natural progression of all these things i don't know what gives any of these people over our lives other than their profit margins um which is concerning but i guess you know in, in some sense of of the of the word it's always been that way there's just you know they're not pretending anymore it's like the the, the rich rule of the world doesn't really matter who you vote for in sense not that but you shouldn't participate in the democratic process but you know it's just so disturbing like in the same time in the web 
uh, the World Economic Forum, uh, not only they were talking about the food, uh, the uh, carbon footprint um, that you can track, but as well on the pill, on the digestible uh, with a chip on it for the um, complying of the. Um, I don't know if everyone have like that uh, footage, um, but I think uh, it could be really good to show because. It's been like a conspiracy theory for a while, and now yeah. it's not anymore. As like the laboratory um, in Yuan, where was coming from uh, COVID-19, was mm -hmm. uh, a really big conspiracy theory. But right now, it's it seems like every piece of conspiracy theory is getting to it's be true. true. Yeah, Efron's got that clip so, that you mentioned. We're going over on that right now. It is a basically biological chip that it is in the tablet and once you take the tablet and dissolves into your stomach sends a signal that you took the tablet so imagine the applications of that uh, compliance uh, the insurance companies to know that the medicines that patients should take they do take them uh, it is uh, fascinating what happens in in uh, this field this field yeah like, I, yeah and i know this is like unreal. This guy is like straight out of a James Bond movie or something. And it's interesting because it, it takes so long for the media and then for public opinion to, to catch up to what these people are saying in real time. Like he was one of the first people to admit, oh yeah, maybe we were a little hasty with the mRNA technology. We should have maybe released just a traditional vaccine mm -hmm. and it maybe would have helped more. But you don't see any of these reports coming out. You don't see people talking about it, you know. Yeah, um, and they're not hiding. And that's, you know? and for the uh, the World Economic Forum, okay, do you find that normal that everything is live streaming? Like you can watch everything on the what is going on there live on uh, their platform, but uh, our journalist was not allowed first of all inside to film, and same they tried to stop them outside to try to film as well. So what they are hiding that is not shown during the film, um, their live stream. So it's probably something that they don't want to show to us because the security is so high. Sure. I mean, I mean, everybody who's in there, if they're not a multi-billionaire, they're vetted and they're sticking to a script. So they can't afford, you know, because essentially the World Economic Forum is a big fundraiser, right? It's it's. It's an opportunity for all of these countries and all of these corporations to, to band together, raise money for social, social initiatives or economic initiatives. So all it takes is one, you know, Alexa Lavoie or one Avi Yemeni to ruin that whole thing. <laughs> like one question that's off topic to, to derail the whole thing. You know, it's funny that we're talking yeah. about the vaccine passports. Like, did you see that clip with Bill, Bill Gates? He said himself. At, you know, at the WEF location, basically admitting that vaccine passports are useless. Uh, do, we have, do we have that oh, clip? Yeah. I think that's a... Like so many things happen, so we can, I, I lost track. Let's check it out. The idea of checking if people are vaccinated, mm. you know, if you have breakthrough infections, mm. what's the point? Mm. The idea of checking if people are vaccinated, mm. you know, if you have breakthrough infections, mm. what's the point? Mm. Woo. I mean, he said it himself. He said it himself, which, you know, it's, it's interesting because he was a major proponent 
early in the pandemic for uh, vaccine passports, especially for travel. Now, maybe what he's saying in a localized setting, it doesn't make sense if someone is standing inside and someone's standing outside of the building. If there's a COVID, COVID outbreak, outbreak, it affects everybody. But my question is, like, what is that line? And if you're going to, you know, if you're going to, if you feel it's appropriate to infringe on people's sovereignty uh, and, their na- and their nationality, essentially, by vaccine passport and limiting their travel, but you don't think it's okay in a localized setting or a city, who are you to make these decisions? Like, to me, I find that very concerning there, and that there's no due process around that or any sort of checks and balances. And Bill Gates and the WHO just get to decide what's appropriate and what isn't appropriate. Yeah, but they can decide now what they, they really want. Like, when we look at... It's so funny how um, people react with this organization, you know, um, with the World Economic Forum. Some people are like, oh, talking about that, it's conspiracy theory. And some other people say, no, they are a threat for their sovereignty. And so we will ban every people who wants to assist to the forum, annual forum. Like as Podiev say that he wants to ban any minister or like I, uh, senior, to attempt there. When Mr. Charre said, oh my God, last time I was there with like uh, Mr. Alper and that mm-hmm. is not a threat to the sovereignty of Canada. So seriously, who is right? Yeah, it's tricky. I think there's obviously, uh, there's things in our country don't make much sense right now. You know, we, we see our, our, our leaders say one thing and do the complete opposite and then blame you for it. And that's been happening for, for, you know, this whole pandemic. So I think people are looking for an answer. They're looking for someone to blame. Now, obviously, you know, some, some semblances of, of globalization can be good for, for an economy or for a country, especially when it comes to trade. But the issue is when uh, social issues are being parroted alongside economic issues that are then decided by these heads of state and corporations where the countries that are involved, like the people like you and I don't have any sort of say on it. And not only that, these things that then get pushed back to us as social issues when in fact they're really economic issues. So there, there's a lack of transparency, transparency and there isn't proper checks and balances. And I think that's why people are getting upset and concerned. And then, you know, you have clips like, like the, the Alibaba fellow basically saying, yeah, we want to just track your every move. It's like, oh, of course that's going to, you know, that's crazy. Whether that comes to fruition or not is one thing, but clips like that or people speaking about these things it's, it's concerning and, and rightfully so, you know. I don't know if you saw like the question I, I asked to uh, Mr. Charret, but have a look like uh, how he answered to me. Monsieur Charret, euh, oui. bonjour Alexandra, bonjour. Euh, la voix pour Robin News. Avec l'influence croissante d'organisations telles que l'Organisation mondiale de la santé et le Forum économique mondial qui s'infiltre au sein des cabinets du gouvernement canadien, comment allez-vous assurer la souveraineté de la nation pour que, c'est, que le pays puisse faire ses propres choix économiques et en termes de santé face à ses intérêts mondialistes? Euh, pas avec M. Charest, merci. Bon, écoutez, euh, je ne crois pas que le forum ou le, le, le WEF euh, menace la souveraineté du Canada. 
D'ailleurs, la dernière fois que j'étais là, j'étais là avec Stephen Harper. Et euh, en follow-up, euh, envisagez-vous de voir le Canada adopter l'identité numérique? Et si c'est le cas, quels mécanismes seront en place pour empêcher ceux au pouvoir de désactiver notre identité ou notre argent? Car on doit vous, se l'avouer qu'avec euh, le gouvernement Trudeau, ce qui a fait aux, aux camionneurs a laissé un goût amer aux Canadiens en termes de sécurité euh, numérique. Bon, écoutez, je vais prendre ça comme étant un commentaire. Et s'il y a d'autres questions, je vous en prie. Well, that, I, I was not expecting yeah. more, like, as a, as an answer, um, because, like, uh, this is, this is, that was my premiere for, like, nine, nine years. Can you believe that? And um, what is, like, I asked him a question about Huawei. Um, unfortunately, it was in French, and we need to translate it um, at the debate. Um, I just asked him, like, about Huawei. Uh, the fact that he worked for the company, now he wants to ban it from Canada. What did that, what did change for the last past few months and why did he work for them? So right. just that, what he said that it was under a government, uh, conservative, uh, conservative government that Huawei and integrate Canada and he just worked for them and he just life go on. Like he just, um, Sometimes you, you work for a company, it turn it bad, and oh, we change uh, our mind afterwards. And just like, just make it really less uh, bad that it is. Like, just like, oh, but that's life, ma'am. That's right. it. And I was like, okay. But <laughs> have you seen Lincoln J did catch uh, Patrick Brown for a question about the okay ring and you should see the face of Mr. Brown. Oh, like, he, he looked so like mad. really he was like really happy at the beginning. He's just like eh, 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 oh no, what's going on? <laughs> I don't know. We have that clip, it's great. I think it's what it's what it's worth it. For Rebel News. Uh, we've seen oh, you shut crap. down Brampton public parks, <laughs> playgrounds, and other public facilities under threats of $880 public fine and worse. My colleagues and I witnessed you breaking your own rules, heading to play hockey with your friends, and you lied about that too. What do you say to voters that don't believe you because of your past actions? Well, I certainly don't agree with uh, Rebel Media, uh, and was very clear that I was one of the few big city mayors that pushed back against the closures of, of recreation. Um, and I'm sure you know that complaint from Rebel um, was found to be factually uh, incorrect. And uh, I'm proud of my record during COVID-19 to have been one of the few big city mayors in the country who didn't have vaccine mandates and pushed um, to uh, make sure that recreation was open to, to stay active, to stay fit. Oh, uh, oh, oh, oh wow. it can be incorrect, the complaint, when we have the video. We have it on video. On we, yeah, we should show that just for context, just so the viewers can decide whether this is factually incorrect or not. And, and especially, oh, yeah, that's the perfect. Yeah, David Mendy. Well, folks, um, we're getting the bums rush, but holy mackerel, I think I see Patrick Brown himself. <laughs> oh, hey, how you doing? Mr. Brown, right? David Manzi with Rebel News. You're in, a, you're in a city facility? What's that? You're in a city facility? Yeah, so are yeah. you. Yeah. So, are you yeah. playing hockey here? Or? No, I'm just coming to check in our facility. So, okay, I'm going to. 
We're going to check you. You're, you're not supposed to be here, actually. Okay. We were told that uh, you play pickup here. <laughs> Mr. Brown, how come uh, the kids in Brampton can only practice sports, but your buddies can play hockey? Yeah. So, um, I don't know why um, you are harassing people in the city of Brampton, but you shouldn't be. Oh, who's harassing <laughs> you? You're, you, you're, your guy handed out 122 bylaw violations in one week. Mr. Brown, why is there a hockey game going on in this arena? I thought you're only allowed to uh, practice sports, not play them. And who is paying the $1,000 a day, Mr. Brown, for this rink? Mr. Brown, are these taxpayer dollars being used for your buddies to play hockey on this rink? Or are you paying it? Or perhaps we'll lead Solomon. <laughs> so Mr. Brown, why is it one law for me and one law for thee in this city? Mr. Brown? And that he, he can't even, he, he doesn't even park his Mercedes straight. And, and, and I, was, <laughs> I, I, I almost laughed because I was like, oh no, the car will not start. <laughs> and I was like, that would be hilarious being stuck in the parking with David Menzies, the other side of the window, and just keep, like, asking questions. And as well, oh, yeah. I don't think that is the most, like, um, economic car, huh? In a no, definitely really not. dangerous like, climate change uh, time. I mean, you know, why can't these guys just admit it sometimes? They're human. We don't, you're not yeah. Jesus, man. We don't expect you to be perfect. You make mistakes and that's okay. Admit your mistakes, show your, your humanity and, and move forward. I don't mm -hmm. understand this, this, uh, it's just gross. It's really unfortunate. But uh, I will say that during the French debate, uh, some of them, like, we knew that they had no English, but they did an effort to do it mm. and to participate to it. I, I would say, like, for everybody who tried to learn another language, as me, uh, sometimes I find it really hard to express myself in uh, another language. And, but I don't really like the fact that Mr. Charest did say many, many times, oh, but they didn't really, like, not, and you say, what was really the question again? Like, in the sense that nobody answered the question that I was asking because probably they were reading what they wrote on their paper, being prepared to it. But I was like, okay, you have the chance to have like two language, but try to de defend yourself in Chinese and come right. back and be right. like more like, okay, self-conscious, like, okay, now like maybe at the beginning when he was trying to learn English, I'm not sure he was like perfectly good, so um, it just, that was really bothering me. Like it was the only one to always say, but they didn't re really answer the question or like being a little bit more like, I would say like right. that, snobbish. Well, how often does he not answer a question? He did it, he literally, um, did, it, he literally did it to you. He's made a career out of it. But I, I have a question yeah. for you that may be a little yeah. bit spicy, but as you yeah. know, a native uh, uh, Quebecer and, and, and French speaker, how important is it to you that the next leader of Canada is, is fluent, um, extremely efficient and fluent in French. How much does that sway your opinion as a voter? 
So I will say that I'm not uh, as some uh, of the Quebecers are really like, you need to speak French. I like, you need to represent Quebec because a lot of people are like really patriotic and really like, we are Quebecers. We are there since the beginning. We lost the, right. lost the word, but we're still there, you know? Uh, I'm not like that. I'm just like, if, if, if you make an effort, like I would say I would not take someone that they, they have no, no French at all. Because for me, it didn't take the time to really share a part of our culture mm. to be French. So for me, it's, it's really important. If you really do an effort, and I, I can see that you can like, understand what we try to say, uh, I would say, okay, that, that's great. If, um, if it looked like the best um, option as a leader, Uh, but I know that some people would not vote for people who doesn't have like uh, French at all. So I think, uh, unfortunately, some of the candidates lost Quebec completely. And as you know, Quebec is was huge kind of uh, of liberal, but I think we have a lot of conservative in Quebec. Yeah. So it's really important for them to win Quebec. But I, as you know, like since the beginning, we only had like three candidates who came to, uh, here to see the supporter. I didn't see um, Roman Barber here yet. Uh, he's, he's planning to come, I, I heard. I uh, didn't see Patrick Brown as well. And um, like I would say his name, Scott Aitchinson, uh, mm -hmm. but he told me that I'm not pronouncing his name correctly um, at the debate. I, I told him, I'm sorry, I'm French. Uh, it's probably why I don't like pronounce it, your name correctly. But I, I found I was so in shock because everybody messed up my family name. Okay, Lavoie is not something that people are used to. But I would not say, oh, by the way, this is wrong. My name is not this, it's this. Right. Like, right. I find that, again, I find that a little bit like arrogant. Well, yeah, if you're, if you're going to hold a French reporter to that standard, your French better be flawless, you know, and maybe yeah. that's something that we can run back to throughout the campaign. I'm not sure how, how, how fluent he is, but, you know, again, but surprisingly, I found that Scott Aitchinson had pretty good French, uh, like right. really well pronounced French to compare to, uh, I would say, Patrick Brown. Because everybody say, oh, Prattu Brown is, is good in French. And buddy, ooh, it's, it's, he, he knows he's French, but it's for the pronunciation. It's like sometimes it's really hard. So it was kind of funny to see the debate because they were, some of the candidates you were, you saw them, they were uncomfortable to be there. Like they were like, okay, I'm just waiting the time that I have like the right to talk. And some of the, some other like like Charest, Poilievre, and Brown, they were like eating to each other and back and forth, and uh, that was really surprising. And a lot of people like in the audience were like shooting and, and really? sh shouting, shouting and uh, and uh, yelling and uh, Charest, Charest, or Poilievre, Poilievre. But it, I didn't really heard like other name <laughs> get, mm. get it out than mm. Poilievre and Charest, but. Um, It's funny as well because they bring the law and 96 into the debate, but it's a provincial jurisdiction level. Um, but a lot of people are against it. Um, I think uh, I think some of them didn't take really stance for it, but we know that 
um, Hinson just before the debate, he sent like a letter to say like, I'm against it. I'm standing for a minority English speaker in Quebec uh, for their right and their freedom. Um, and I think it, it, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good thing because a lot of people are concerned about this law, and it, and especially I don't think it's a good law to be ensuring in Quebec because we have already the law 101 and the law 22 that make the French language um, our official language. So um, it, it, it's it's so funny how they bring so so many um, problem issue of Quebec into the um, debate when Quebec is only one province in all Canada. So right. we need to, to, to stop to always focus on, on, on the Quebec issue. I, like, I have the, the impression that we take too much space to compare of the rest of Canada. I, I have my own vision. Like, okay, right. nice, we, we are different, we are the minority, but, like, at one point, like, stop it. Like, it's, it's okay. Like, it's just because I, I think for years and years, the fact that we focus really much on Quebec and the fact that we are different, we, we, mm -hmm. are, we are really into, like, the French and everything, that makes rise a kind of hate from the English side and say, like, for sure. why they are so different? Why they try to be, like out of the rest of Canada. It's, it's why that I, I think it raised some, some hate that should not be there, like separation at one point. Right. So we see, yeah, polarization is starting way before uh, COVID-19. Totally, yeah, I think that's why we're seeing an increase in populism in politics in Canada, because quite frankly, on, on the West Coast, we feel irrelevant. We feel like our voice doesn't matter. In fact, during the election, by the time the ballot counts, you can get to Alberta. Never mind BC. The election is usually already over. Mm. Um, Alberta's dying. You know, they're they're they have. We're sitting on some of the largest oil, oil reserves, clean, cleanly produced oil reserves. You know, in in the world, and we're not they're not being extracted, and people's quality of, of life is is getting snuffed out, and they don't feel like they're hurt. And I think a, a prime example of this would be. The polarity between Polyev and Shay about the envoy. I think we have, uh, mm -hmm. which is, I, I feel, a predominantly a West Coast issue, which is why it seems like the East, some politicians on the East Coast are taking such a hard line against it, calling it, you know, illegal or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe we have a clip of that. It's a bit ironic to hear Mr. Poilievre talk about law and order. He's uh, the one who supported an illegal blockade in Ottawa. Remember that? Remember that? Please, order, please, order. Please, we're wasting time. Please be quiet. And, and it, 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 it's that, like, should I continue to say that it was an illegal blockade? Okay, some part was probably was, but at mm -hmm. some place, no. And I think Polyev didn't support the illegal, uh, like, like side of it. He, he supported the, the people who wanted to express themselves, express the, the fact that they lost everything and to have back their freedom and their rights. So it, 
And but Charest still used that card against him. But at one point, like we need we need to to say like seriously, it's 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 boring because you have nothing else against him. Well, right, it's it's gaslighting. Like ultimately, you're basically saying that all of this inter movement that that started in Canada wasn't important, and what these people had to say didn't matter. And in fact, these people are still being, you know, disenfranchised. It started, I would, I would make the argument uh, preceding the trucker convoy. It really started with the, the, the laying off of the nurses and the silencing of the doctors, whom, which in, in BC anyways, are still, you know, provincial employees are still not able to work because of their vaccine status. And we still can't fly. So I think, uh, I have a hard time on the West Coast understanding how popular Charest is, and I guess he is popular in, in Quebec, but to me, he just seems like a liberal. Like, I don't see anything really conservative about any of his policies. They don't really make any sense to me. And I think seeing the Conservative Party take a, a, a little bit of a baby step right mm -hmm. has been good for them. Um, and I think they need to keep doing that. I don't see but how Charest fits into that people need to understand the people who were there to on support of Charest they are liberal from Quebec they are not conservative <laughs> yeah, they were go. following him during his campaign and when he was premier of Quebec when he was in the liberal party and now they follow him because they loved him during mm. he was there but they they were liberal for nine years and more maybe and so so I think it's why, like now we bring like the liberal from Quebec to begin to be conservative. So that would hurt Trudeau. Right. Right. But do we have that? Do we have a clip of the crowd from the debate? Oh man, that 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 is actually crazy. Yeah. He's not cocky at all. Huh? Have you seen his face? Like, oh. Yeah. oh, yeah, he loves it. <laughs> yeah. And and it's funny part that they, they actually they had a side of Charest supporter and a side mm -hmm. of Poiliev supporter. Really? Like they were really in two sides. So me, I was really next to the Charest side when I was filming. And I, I was just like, whoa, what's going on? You have so much like uh, Charest supporter. What's what happened? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that, that was a, a big, a big. Uh, it was really. Like when I questioned people, or they were for Shine or they were for Poliev, but I didn't right, see much right. like for other other candidates at all. And unfortunately, I asked like uh, some of them, like who who is the candidate they think that it will less perform for them. A lot, a lot of people say Leslie Lewis. Unfortunately, I think um, French is. She's really better in English, I would say. She's she's really yeah. good in English, but she's, in, in French, it's not. It's 
not uh, our power, our strength. I, I don't think so. But thing is, everybody was focusing on we want to develop, especially in Quebec, they were like, we want to develop and to extract our mineral and our like mm -hmm. uh, natural um, energy. When, okay, did you actually mention that Legault did ban the development of gas and oil in Quebec? Right. So all right. you will do something if the provincial level block you to do everything. Right. Uh, yeah, it's, there's definitely confusion around what's a provincial issue and what's a federal issue. To mention, you know, one of the, one of the biggest concerns, which you mentioned, is the, uh, the federal government's willingness to block bank accounts, right? What mm -hmm. people may not understand is that sends a signal to independent investors all over the world that if you invest in Canada, you're not safe. The government can shut you off or seize your assets you know, that doesn't exactly say welcome foreign investment, especially for something like, you know, for example, Quebec is sitting on large uh, nickel, nickel mines, which are used mm -hmm. for uh, the LFP batteries for all of these electric cars. Um, and, you know, we have the ability to offer a sustainable approach to that fair wages, uh, community involvement. But if, if these corporations um, that the Trudeau government are trying to woo into our country don't have faith that Trudeau uh, and, and his team economically know what they're doing firstly. Secondly, have a, have a, uh, a control on the economic situation and the money printing and in our currency, um, they're not going to invest here, no matter, no matter what that is. So I think, you know, it's, there needs to be some accountability as to who's responsible for what. And that's also a part of our job too, as the media to, you know, explain to people because people just are so fed up they're just getting upset about everything these days. And I think there needs to be a little bit of like a focused concentration on what to be upset about to whom. Um, so we can ask oh, yeah. better questions. Yeah. But I think people are just fed up on everything. Like it's not just like yeah. Trudeau regime, but I think it's uh, on the provincial regime as well. Like, and I think, I think we need just a, a change in in all politics because right now I I think it's going something is going on that we 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 want to change something but nothing is changing like we we right. try to have a um, election with Trudeau but true like it result on many million of dollars spending for a uh, same result mm -hmm. and now like I'm really curious uh, of how our election will turn and how Ontario will turn because I'm the ace code but I'm, I'm wondering like for the rest of Canada as well like do we will we, we see a changing on the leader or they would be the same so if it's right. the same are we going to enter in the same kind of of time that we just passed the, of the last two years or it will getting worse or what is or do someone will be like elect and will be fighting for the freedom and the right of their citizen yeah, yeah, you know, it's would... the, the harsh reality, and I think we all can feel it as, as Canadians, is our country is in a very dire position. You know, um, people don't trust our institutions. Uh, the people don't trust the news. The people don't trust that the media and the government has their back. Um, our household to income debt ratios are amongst the highest in the world. Um, inflation, uh, you know, the economic are saying it's 
about 8%, which means real inflation is running about 15 or, or plus, just so people understand. Economic inflation means what the dollar yeah. is worth. Real infl- inflation means what you can buy with, their, with your dollar. So people are feel, feeling squeezed. Uh, BC, uh, we have the highest gas prices yeah. in, in North America, not just in Canada. Um, and people are, 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 they don't see a way out. So unless our politicians really, you know, buckle up and figure some things out, I can't see Canada uh, being able to continue on the path that it's on now for the next 10, 20, 30 years. Um, we can't even, we don't have a, a, a federal identity anymore. You know, we yeah. don't know who we are as Canadians. There's such divisiveness and polarity, even in the municipal le- level between what our, our children are being taught. You know, even uh, something as outrageous as uh, agreeing on what a woman is now in Canada is so controversial. We can't discuss that. Never mind ta- tackling big issues about the war, like the war in Ukraine or, or Canada's role in NATO or how much money we're printing or whether we should stick on a fiat currency or go to a, a hard back or a gold back standard. Like we can't have sober conversations about any of this stuff. And we're starting to see it spill out on the streets. Like these protests, like people getting in Jagmeet Singh's face, people uh, stopping Trudeau from being able to attend this dinner. And this is just honestly a sign of things to come. And this isn't about the angry protesters. It's about these people who mm. feel like these people have no choice. They've, they've had everything stripped from them and they don't have hope, you know? So mm. the thing is when people feel hopeless, that gives the opportunity for a politician to provide hope to the people. Now, whether that is willed for good or bad mm-hmm. is yet, yet to be seen more often than not. Uh, if history has taught us anything more often than not, this, this lack of hope can be corralled to cause damage. And usually through mm-hmm. that, you know, a new, a new system emerges no, I don't, I don't, I'm not advocating for that. And I don't, I hope I don't have to live through that. I'm just saying from everything that I'm seeing going on in our country and even in the West right now, it just seems kind of inevitable. Like th- there's tension in the air and people don't really know how to, how to get out of it. You don't want to be the next uh, leader of Canada? I can't speak French, so. <laughs> <laughs> just for that or just, uh, just because uh, you, you don't want to speak French? Uh, I, I don't think I'd, I'd be very popular, to be honest. I have very unpopular opinions, unfortunately. Oh. But, uh, maybe oh, you. I'd, I'd vote for you. Maybe I could be in your shadow cabinet, Alexa. Yeah. But yeah. people will say, oh, she don't speak any, like, uh, good English to be a leader. <laughs> yeah. But, by the way, for the people who uh, didn't know, we had, like, the first release of the documentary of what happened to the um the court court how you say it the coots documentary that uh had been created by kian simon one of our reporter and uh really well made uh so uh the first release was yesterday was a really exceptional because it was all the ticket was sold and um but we will have another one on wednesday uh do you do you know where exactly it is i think it's alberta that's yeah, uh, canyon meadows cinema in calgary uh on the first and you know it's really interesting because kian and sid were actually with the truckers in the lockdown yeah. so they got the, the the type of you know we rebel news we got the coverage that no one else was getting Uh, because the people trusted us. They trust us to tell the story adequately. And it was a really special moment because all the truckers actually came to the event uh, last night in, the, in a big limousine. 
And there was, they gave Keen a standing ovation. So, you know, people feel empowered when they're able to tell their story correctly. And Keen did an amazing job. Um, he's been doing awesome work with Lewis on the, uh, the Great Reset mini doc that he's doing. He's just, yeah. his, his storytelling game has, has gone up and up and up. So I'm really proud of him. It's really cool to see how he's the talent, you know, his burgeoning talent. And uh, yeah, so that's going live. I, I believe it's going uh, on Rebel News Plus. It's going live today. Yep. So be sure to check that out on Rebel News Plus. And uh, yeah, if you're in Calgary, go check it out in person because it was, it was quite the event from what I hear. We have uh, some tickets available still. Um, we will show you like just an ex uh, excerpt uh, of the, the trailer, just for uh, you know a little bit what we are talking about. If we have it. We're here for all Albertans, Canadians. We're here fighting for the freedoms of not us, but our kids, our grandkids, the future of this province, this country. We are prepared put everything on the line. The small fringe minority of people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable uh, views. I've also received reports uh, in the last hour of people uh, allied with the protesters assaulting RCMP officers. So Jason Kenney's statement was not true at, at the press release. I can tell you what I just told you, sir. They have just blocked the border here in Coots, Alberta to Sweetgrass, Montana. We don't want to put anybody's livelihood in jeopardy. That is the very last resort. But this is something I don't, well, I've certainly never seen before. Freedom and peace and loving. That's the Canadian way. It's not like CBC or any of these other mainstream news channels are making it out to be. I am not a white supremacist. I'm talking down to go right into this. Fuck yeah! We're not backing down from the mandate to live here. Yeah. We have, this is our only battle we have. Wow. Uh, that have like goosebumps. Me too. Yeah, that's awesome. I, yeah, definitely, definitely check that one out. Hey, we've got a few, yeah. uh, we've got a few super chats. Oh, Alexa. yeah. Yeah, maybe right. I'll run, run those, run through those. Uh, Fraser said in all caps, which I, I guess he's very upset. <laughs> Fraser, who had, the COVID-19 flu, both recovered. In the last year, I know four people who have had bad reactions from the jabs, two with heart trouble, another with kidney problems, another with liver problems called by the, caused by the jabs. I'm so glad I did not take the jabs. You know, it's uh, funny, you, well, it's not funny you say that, but at this protest, uh, the Trudeau protest a couple of days ago, we interviewed this woman um, from China who got both of the Pfizer jabs Shortly after she was mentioning that her, her menstruation was just going crazy, like she didn't have a period for months and then she couldn't stop, which turned into hemorrhaging. And now she has a breast cancer and a tumor on her, on her bladder, I believe. And, this, and she has no history of cancer in her family or anything at all. This is, of course, anecdotal. And this hasn't been proved yet because good luck getting a doctor in Canada to, to say 
that that's the case. Um, yeah. It's very difficult to prove a vaccine injury, but she's convinced. Um, she otherwise mm-hmm. had a perfect bill of health, and now she's, you know, she's fighting for her life, and it's really uh, concerning because you know she's obviously not some sort of crazy white supremacist. She's an immigrant from mainland China who's, you know, at a protest being deemed racist because she's protesting Trudeau because her life has essentially been ruined. Um, so yeah, you know, unfortunately, Fraser, these these stories are becoming too common in Canada, and I don't think that uh, history will look kindly upon us for this this time. And and it's something like that is really uh, concerned me because I was uh, looking at some of our mainstream media. Uh, we go back many many years ago. I think ten, more than ten years ago, and they were doing debate and platform for the people who had like injury after. The vaccine that they, they gave, I think, it, I don't know if it was the flu, uh, H1N1, but they gave platform and they were investigating on that. Now, we don't hurt anything. Nothing, nothing. This yeah, is really concerning. a concern. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, make sense. And it doesn't take much to see that it doesn't make sense. But um, yeah, we just got to keep on keeping on, you know? Yeah. But now uh, we have... RMT60, $1, thank you very much. I really like Ezra's interview with Roman Barber on Ezra's show. He stands for freedom. My five candidates for upcoming CPC leader are Roman, Pierre, and Leslie. Nice to see you, Alexa and Matt. Hey, nice to see you too. Nice to see you too. <laughs> yeah, I will say that um, I, I don't have five right now because I want to report on all of them and see their side of the story, uh, their ideology, um, what they see for the future. Because sometimes we can take a part of one candidate but forget to watch really closely what other have to offer. So mm-hmm. we'll see I really at the end when it will be the vote or I stand for. But right now I just want to report on equality to show for the people to really understand who is the different candidate. Um, yeah, I, I don't have it. Oh, yeah. I don't really have an opinion. I don't, well, I do have an opinion. Uh, I, I'd like to say biased though and partial, but I will say that I hope that um, whoever it is, is transparent and is willing to tell us straight how it is and isn't trying to just butter us up. I think as a country, we're ready for that. Um, mm-hmm. we, we're not looking for someone who's necessarily going to wave a magic wand and fix everything. We, I think the, gen, the average Canadian understands we're in a bit of a hole and we just need somebody who's willing to be honest with us and has a, has a plan. So that's, that's all that I can hope for. We don't want the best liar. We want the best leader. Right. Totally. That's good. I like that. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, do you want to read the next one? Sure. Uh, Cheryl Don V. Thank you for the dollar, Cheryl. Is this new law in Quebec aimed at new immigrants trying to deter new immigrants from settling in Quebec? Alexa, maybe you can comment on that. If you say what is deter, I never heard about this. Deter, word. so like to pers- like persuade someone from not coming. Like, so like... Uh, um, it, it, the, the new law is the Bill 96 that, that, that bring uh, the new immigrant to have a uh, French coup. So more French school, more French as I them. Um, I don't think it's for um, 
tried them to not come into and sell themselves because as you know like uh, Quebec government just uh, inject more money more million of money uh, for the lodging and for helping the new immigrant same if they ask uh, to close the rocks and road and right. that they inject the uh, I think it was 50 million of dollars um, that they injected before asking for the Roxham Road. I, if I'm right, if oh. I, I'm, I'm actually right. Um, so we know that we have a big problem because we have, uh, but it's maybe a good thing because now we reach the fact that we don't have uh, any place, any shelter for them. So the money would probably go to help to have more place to, to, put them like in an in, in apartment or like a hotel for their quarantine and when they arrive because we don't we cannot receive them and say oh you will sleep in the street that no, right. doesn't of like course. fix the problem yeah. right so well you know the, similar things are happening in well just in canada as a whole like with this uh rush to bring in uh U ukrainian immigrants uh women and children specifically because the men are being held back to fight and yes, we want to welcome people in our country who are, you know, being disenfranchised and disaffected by war. But the way the government's setting it up is they're bringing women and children in here. They're providing them with basically two weeks of housing and two weeks of money to get by. And then after that, they're left to fend on their own. But they're women and, they're, they're women and children, otherwise not able to enter the workforce. So what are they going to do once mm -hmm. they get here? You know, it, it's, it's, it's something, it's one thing to just say, hey, yeah, we're pro-immigration, welcome with open arms, and then you know, not helping people actually acclimate when we when we when they get here. I think that's just kind of cruel, to be honest. But it is. Uh, you would want to write uh, read the other one. I think you're better than me to read it. <laughs> sure. All right. Uh, this is from AMT sixty one dollar. Thank you, Alexa. Earlier in the year, Beck was going to impose a health tax on the unvaxed. Did they ever do it? I hope not. I heard monkeypox vaxes will be given out in QC soon. Oh, uh, so we had like, uh, actually, first of all, the uh, tax for the uh, unvaccinated didn't pass. I think he didn't pass the legal um, uh, process. I don't know why uh, he didn't, didn't go further on this, but he finally let it go. Uh, but... Uh, we had a press conference, I, I think it's yesterday, with the El Public um, Minister. And uh, so they will start the vaccination uh, against the monkeypox, but only available for people who get closely in contact with some people who had symptoms. So our people who had the symptoms as well can have the vaccine. But my point of view is like, if you had it, you are supposed to be humanized, no? Why you, you get the vaccine afterwards? Yeah, I don't know. The vaccine is, is, it's like a helmet now. It's not like a preventative. It's a, I don't know. It's, this whole thing hurts my head. I don't understand. <laughs> I'm not even, even going to pretend to understand the logic behind any of this. But, uh, yeah, you want to read? You, yeah, I don't know. I don't, have, I don't have anything to say on that. I think it's, it's, it's crazy. But I'm not a scientist, so I'll leave it at that. But no, it's just like for my, me, it's just like the whole press conference was like really in the shadow. They were not wanted to give where was the 
like we, what we, we, was the place of the occlusion. They say like to be uh, uh, careful with the, your sexual like uh, interaction, like your, your sexual right. action with uh, people right. who can be close contact with someone. Who has... When some people say that it's not true, it is not bisexual uh, act that you, you got it. So right now I have the impression that some people say something and some people say another thing and we don't know. And they try to make it like really look like don't don't be scared. Like it's only a couple of cases. And if you have like some symptoms, just wear the mask uh, and uh, lockdown, not lockdown, but like uh, stay home yeah. until, uh, yeah, quarantine yourself until like you, you see that everything is out. Like you don't have like the, how you say it, like when you have like some, I don't know. Like the symptoms, like, like the, the, the source. The symptom, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and I, they, I was like, okay, you don't want to say where... The occlusion come from because it can target some of the people who have it. But okay, but during the COVID, not nobody was really worried to say where was the occlusion and everything. So what's right. going on there? Yeah, I didn't realize that it was, it was airborne. I thought like if it was like you know shingles or uh, any sort of like variation of like the herpes virus is by skin on skin contact. But I guess if you have to wear a mask and a and a respirator and like, I don't know, but I, 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 but I'll tell you this much. I'll tell you this much. S I G A, which is the stock ticker, which just sold 10 million doses of monkey monkey pox vaccine to the United States is up 25% today. So there's your stock tip of the day. This is not financial advice. Thank me later. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, anyways, <laughs> we get to the next, the next one here. Uh, GGCT. Yes. So nice to see you both here today. Have you have missed you, Matt? Oh, thank you. Thank you, Aww. Rebel. Thank you both. God bless you and keep you. Well, that's nice. That's so kind. Yeah. God thank bless you. you too. Thank you. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And me, five... I fall in love with you, Matt, with your song that you release. I uh. actually listen every day. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, there's there's some more music coming soon. But uh, yeah, I'm working, working on that in the shadows. Yeah, thanks. That's really kind. I appreciate it. 5LBRY, uh, masks in church for non-vaxxed in Montreal. Did you hear about this? I will investigate on this. Um, it would be nice to know like, which, which church we are talking about. But uh, it's true, like uh, some school now, uh, you still need uh, the vaccine passport to be uh, our volunteer or to go inside of the school. And uh, so I have the impression that everybody can decide what they want to do with their business. Right. You know, and I, I would say as a Christian, I think somewhere the church has failed over the past couple of years. And I mean, the Western church specifically over the past couple of years is making an idol out of uh, things of the world. For example, the, the mask or the vaccine or the institutions. Um, and that's concerning to me as a Christian specifically. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll leave that for you guys to ponder and, and uh, synthesize. Anyways, I think that's, that, I think that wraps it up. I think we have, there's one more thing I'd like to, to, to leave you guys with today other than obviously 
check out the journalism that's happening in Davos at wefreports.com. Yeah. We, we sent six independent journalists there from all over the world. We're getting coverage that literally no one else is getting. And it's really mm-hmm. spicy and really interesting. So make sure you, make sure you check oh, that yeah. out. Abby's just killing it out there as per, as per usual. I, I just love um, everything that he did. He caught so many people on camera. And I think everybody will love to watch that. Yeah, it's just, he's just so good at his job. He's fearless. You know, he's not willing to, he's not afraid to spark up a conversation with anybody. But uh, yeah, maybe we can leave, we can uh, leave you guys with a clip of uh, Avi versus the WHO security and not being allowed entrance. Oh, yes. That's a good one. I thank the guy. Yeah, we'll thank see you guys. Soon. <laughs> That was fun. Stop it. Yeah, yeah, is everything okay? Uh, now it's stop to, to film. Why? Because you have not authorization. Not, not film. One second. Not film. Why, no, why do you need authorization here? Yes, it's double virtual. Why can't you film the World Health Organization? Because it's official if you said double yeah. is bad. Double ah. yeah. when you film. Yeah, it's okay, WHO, he said, yeah, okay, you feel. If I say it's bad. Oh, perhaps, I don't yeah. know. Maybe so I do, so what does can, it matter? We can film know. if we like the World Health Organization, but if we're reporting badly on the World Health Organization, we can't film. <clears throat> so they, they don't seem too happy with um, filming the World uh, Criminal, I mean, Health Organization. How you doing, mate? Bonjour. Do you speak English? Très peu. Vous êtes somebody... de la profession, vous êtes journaliste. Vous êtes... Euh, alors, on va contacter euh, le centre de contrôle pour voir si vous avez une autorisation du... Bring someone in English, I don't speak French, right? Il s'agit du journaliste Yemini, Y-E-M-I-N-I, Avi de son prénom A V I. My name sounds good in French too. This is certainly an image of health. He's got his masks tied to his uh, security belt. It's uh, both secure. Okay. Thank you. What? Yes. It's possible to to do your interview. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just um, for the the image. The image, yeah. Yes, not not inside the building. We're not going inside. Okay. That's okay. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Just uh, around. Thank okay. you. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Ah. There you go. So um, that's the thing you got to learn when you stand up for yourself against tyranny, and that's what it is. That's a taste of tyranny. That's what it looks like when authoritarian states and rulers try to shut you down. If you stand up for yourself. Nine out of ten times, at least while you're in a democracy, you will win. Let that be a lesson. Avi Mini for Rebel News in Geneva, Switzerland.